This episode is brought to you by Kitcaster. Kitcaster books you on top podcasts. How do funded startup founders attract prospects and talent? Podcast interviews. How do entrepreneurs with exits find new deals? Podcast interviews. How do C-suite execs differentiate in crowded markets? Podcast interviews. Kitcaster books you on top podcasts. Click the link in the show notes for a special offer. Celebrate good conversation. there you are listening to the dream big and kick ass podcast i'm mandy your host and i'm so glad you're here if you want encouragement inspiration support empowerment then join me as we talk about finding and following your purpose overcoming adversity and living out our dreams if you believe life's too short to be caught up in insecurities fear and feeling defeated then let's hang out in the dream big and kick ass podcast Hey, everybody. I'm so excited for you to meet my guest today. I am with Demiri Wynn. She is a sassy mompreneur. She's the creator of Sassy Mom Shirts, custom wearable merchandise, and the founder of the Sassy Mom Diaries Company. She was born in San Juan, Puerto Rico, and then she moved to New York City at the age of 18 to continue pursuing a career in apparel design which is an industry that she fell in love with at the age of 15. And now, with over 20 years of experience in design and marketing, she is passionate about helping other mompreneurs grow their businesses. So, Demiri, thank you so much for being here. How are you today? I'm great. Thank you so much for having me. I'm so excited. Me <laughs> this too. is so much fun. <laughs> so tell everybody a little bit more about yourself. Yes. So I am the head sassy mom in charge at the Sassy Mom Diaries. And <laughs> what I do really is I'm extremely passionate about helping entrepreneurs after all of these things that I've learned and I've gone through over my 20 years of experience. You know, I started working when I was 15 years old and I learned so much. So when I became a mom, I just became really, really passionate about helping entrepreneurs really define their message, define who they want to serve. Right. And just help them grow their businesses by doing what they're passionate about. Sure. And then, of course, you know, being a military wife, my husband is a Navy veteran. So I also have a PhD in moving a one bedroom apartment in 24 hours, just packing it up, moving <laughs> oh. it and unpacking it. So, you know, and then I'm also a mom to two little rascals. They're three yeah. and four. So that's always been fun. I'm always trying, working on the pursuit of finding that mom life, business life harmony. Yeah. So of course, I'm like, you know what? I need that. So, you know, whatever I learn and find, let me just go ahead and help other mamas, you know, other mompreneurs do the same thing. Absolutely. You know? <laughs> so describe your products and services for us. All right. Oh, how much time do we got? <laughs> I got so much. That's awesome. awesome. <laughs> So yeah, so the first thing I do really is I like to start out with my sassy mompreneur coaching program. Okay. The reason for that is because a lot of the times I see a lot of moms that they have this amazing idea, they have this mission, this passion, and they want to move it forward and they want to bring it into creation. But then when it comes down to it, they are lost as yeah. far as like, okay, so how exactly am I going to do this? Yeah. How, you know what I mean? They, what like are the steps? Figuring out, yeah. yeah. What are the steps? How am I going to do this? How am I going to stand out from other people that are doing the same thing that I am? And then that imposter syndrome starts coming in. Mm -hmm. And then 
they stay at that idea stage and then they just kind of, you know, when you don't realize your dreams, you're just kind of like, oh man, I should have done that. And I would hate for anybody to be in that state of regret because I do believe that we can all be entrepreneurs in one way or another. Yeah. So that's where we come in and like I help them defining that message, right? Get that mission out of them and truly define it in a way that will resonate with their ideal tribe. I don't want them to spend hours and hours and hours, even years sometimes. (laughs) Yeah, throwing spaghetti at the wall and hoping that it'll stick, you know what I mean? And then getting down on yourself because when you're like, oh my gosh, I have this amazing product. I have this amazing service. I want to serve so many people, but nobody's touching in, nobody's buying, nobody's reaching out, nobody's engaging. What am I doing wrong? And a lot of the time is because either you're confusing people with what you're throwing out there because you're trying to emulate everyone else in your industry that's doing it, whatever they're doing, you're trying to emulate that, which there's nothing wrong with looking for inspiration. But a lot of the times the language is confusing. So it can turn some people off. Yeah. And a lot of the times they're not very clear on who they want to serve. You have no idea how many clients I get that I'm like, okay, who's your ideal tribe? Who's your ideal client? And they'll be like, oh, I just want to let women and girls know that they have everything they need inside them. Yeah. And that's when I go into that's a beautiful mission. But who exactly, who is that woman? Who is that girl that you're trying to help? So I work with them on that. And of course, then we go into letting them know or just kind of outlining and strategizing on the different revenue streams that they can have for their business. I'm a huge believer that you can't put all of your eggs in one basket. One basket right. Yeah. You got especially now with a pandemic, you got to pandemic proof your business. I'm yeah. huge on that now. <laughs> so you you got to be able to kind of make the shift and changes mm-hmm. and just have different revenue streams. Right. And so then of course then we go into, you know what? You're going to touch lives, you're going to grow that tribe. Let's go through the connection avenues and go ahead and See where you're going to connect with the people that are going to resonate with your message and your mission and what you're trying to do. So I go with them through all of that. And then, of course, I also do I have the Sassy Mom Diaries custom merchandise. And this is more for the mompreneur that's a little bit more established. You know, she's got her business. She knows her message. She knows who she's targeting. And then I just help them add that additional revenue stream with creating custom wearable merchandise. And the main reason I focus on that is because a lot of the times when people think of merchandise or promotional items, they think, I'm just going to slap my logo in a t-shirt or I'll do keychains or I'll do pen or a notepad. Mm -hmm. And here's the thing. Notepads and pens are great. They're more affordable. But what happens when the ink runs out? Yeah. What happens when the papers are all full? Yeah. Goes in the trash. So wearable merchandise, definitely, I think it's the way to go. It lasts longer because nobody throws away a free t-shirt or a free hat or a free tote bag. Nobody does that, (laughs) right? Um, But the approach that we take on that side, the approach that we take on that is if it's more than just slapping a logo on something. Yeah. Unless you're someone like Nike or Gucci or Louis Vuitton or Chanel, just your logo and your information, it's not going to do anything for anybody. People are just kind of like glance it over. I mean, right. nowadays we're bombarded with so many so logos much. and brands. And so the approach that I take is more of a creating a, conversations, a conversation piece. 
And that's when I work with my clients and I'm like, listen, I want to get to know you and the reason you started your business. And from there, I create certain designs that will help their ideal tribe resonate. And so it might just be a saying, for example, I have a client that she owns a women's entrepreneurs network and they're all about no nonsense business strategies. Uh-huh. You make your connections, she collaborate, no nonsense. So her designs, I mean, she also loves, she was like, I cuss a little bit. So I'm like, <laughs> you're good. So basically, she, her de- de- designs that I came up with her, you know, came up with for her is I help people mind their own small business and then connect at value, make basically makes it happen. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> you know what I mean? And so she was like, Oh my gosh, yes, this is it. This is me. But here's the thing. When you wear that, or I'm always a huge believer, if you're doing a giveaway, guys, tip, this is like tip time. Okay. If you're doing a giveaway, make it branded. Why not? You know, you're already making the investment on giving something away. Why not give something away that will be walking around advertising you and marketing True. you, you know, it's like the best, like the best yeah, bank for your marketing book. Yeah. Yeah. And so it's something that when you're wearing it and you're out and about, somebody's gonna be like, Oh my gosh, I love your shirt. Yeah. And you're like, Oh, well, actually, it's for my business. And it just kind of rolls up the thong. Right. And you start talking about what you do. And the cool it's really natural. Is, yes, it's natural. And they come to you as opposed to you going to them. Right. And you know that if someone resonated with that message that you have on your shirt or your tote bag or your hat, guess what? They're part of your tribe because they resonated with that. And that's what your business is all about. So that's the fun part about that. I like that. Yeah. And of course, I have my Sassy Mom Boutique, which is where I create comfy casual graphic tees for unapologetically sassy mamas. (laughs) And really, it's all about helping moms feel seen and heard. All of the designs are inspired by mom life moments, like brutally honest mom life moments with my kiddos, how I felt at a time at the time as a mom, like the one I'm wearing today says every good mom drops the F bomb. We've all (laughs) been there. There's no way I don't care who you are. If you are a mom, you have dropped the F bomb. (laughs) At least a handful of times in one day. Let's be real here. Yeah, that's funny. <laughs> so, you know, and lastly, I do host my Mompreneur Breakthrough Summit. And here's, this is like my heart, just because mompreneurs come together. And we really, our mission is to help mompreneurs find that mom life, business life harmony, reduce that overwhelm, and just really get you to create in your mind, like create a lifestyle that fits for you. Because balance and harmony looks different for everybody. Right. Because our lifestyles are different. Right. So that's that's a little bit of what I do. <laughs> a little bit. That's, that's just the cliff stone. Well, I'm raising a three-year-old and a four-year-old. <laughs> yeah, bless your heart. I just, oh my God. I don't have kids. I had students. That was plenty for me. And I was a dog mom at one time. So, but that's, yeah. Oh, what kind of puppy? <laughs> I she, love was, she was a lab mix. Oh, I love. I that. don't know what dad was, but mama was a black lab. But she was she was blonde and fuzzy and so cute and sweet. But she got sick, so mm. okay. Yeah, I don't want to talk about that anymore. <laughs> okay. <laughs> <laughs> All <ready. laughs> right. So let's move it on. You mentioned the brutal honesty as far as what sets your sets your business apart from the rest, because you know mm-hmm. some people are like, okay, yeah, so what? She sells t shirts, but 
talk yeah. a little bit more about what sets you apart. Really, what I would say is brutal honesty. With me, what you see is what you get. I'm that person that I will listen. I like to listen. That's one thing that I've learned over the years to listen. Yeah. If I'm able to help you, I will be like, hey, I can definitely help you. But if I can sense from listening to you that you're not ready, you're not there yet, or you don't necessarily need me, I will also tell you, yeah. listen, I don't think you need me at this time or you're, I don't think you're ready for this yet, maybe. And I would give you a recommendation based, you know, on what you yeah. tell me, but I have no problem. It's not, I'm not in it for the money. I'm really honestly in it for helping. helping. And mm -hmm. if it's not a good fit, I will tell you it's not a good fit right now. Maybe later on we can circle back if you want, if you still feel like you're missing that. But Really, it's just what you see is what you get, you know, brutal honesty. That's yeah. really my thing. I like that. And just helping everybody. Like, I like to be that person that I needed when I started. Because when yeah. I started this, where I live is no support system. It's just me, my husband, and two toddlers. Yeah. And you guys, toddlers are brutal. They're, <laughs> they're scary. They're brutal. They're scary. I mean, it's tough. <laughs> So, you know, it was lonely. At the very beginning, it was very lonely. So I was yeah. like, you know what? I, if I can help someone not feel how I felt when I started yeah. and like that funk that I was in, I'm like, I'm all there. Yeah. I think that seems to be a lot of people, a lot of entrepreneurs, they feel that way. They're like, man, if I can just help somebody skip all this other part that I went through, Mm -hmm. trying to, you know, flailing about trying to figure things out. If I can give them something else to hang on to and to, to guide them a little bit better, then they'll have a better time of it. I guess it's kind of the same principle as parents wanting something, wanting their kids to have a better life than they did, you know, and trying to make things better, a little bit easier. I don't know. I don't know if that's necessarily a good thing or bad thing. I don't know. Because part of it is the journey that we go through trying to overcome those hard things. But I mean, yeah, to try to get somebody to from point A to point B quicker so that they can find success quicker, you know, that's not a bad deal either. So, yeah, it's more really on the side of like, at least with me, I there's so many guys, let's be real, there's so many coaches out there. There's oh, yeah. so many different people out there that do pretty much everything I do. There's so many people. And here's the thing. It's I think it's that's the beauty of it. When you have someone in so many people in your industry, it's kind of like they're not you. They'll never do it the way you do it. Right. And so with me, it's more, it's not so much about like the doing it for you or like just dumping all of this on you. It's really more about, listen, this is kind of what my experience has been, but it's really up to you to really go through that journey. Yeah. I'm just giving you kind of like the bullet point right. on per stage and you got to go through your own journey. Cause like you said, making things easier. That's one thing that drives me crazy too with my kids. When I see everybody's like, Oh, well just do that for them. They're so uh -huh. young. They're so little. Like I had my kids, my kids were picking up their own toys since they were 18 months old. That's good. And even my mom, she was like, they're too young. Even my husband, they're like, they're too young. And I'm like, no, they're not. They need to learn. Yeah. They're smart in the way you think. And that's the thing. They have to take that journey. They have to learn. Same thing with my clients. I tell them, listen, I can sit here and tell you all day long how to do something, but it's not going to be the same. You can't do things how I do them. You have yeah. to do them 
how you do them with yeah. your approach. And I think that's more kind of my style. Yeah. Just kind of, I'll be that accountability partner and just holding your hand along yeah. the way when you need it, that support system. But you got to go through the journey. Yeah. Yeah, absolutely. All right. How do you mark? Well, you kind of touched on it a little bit about marketing your business, about like kind of being the walking billboard with your t-shirts and your bags and things like that. So is there anything else that you'd like to add to that? How do you market your business and which tactics have been most successful for you? Yes. So I'm huge on collaborations. I love, there's nothing, I think there's strength in numbers and I'm huge in that collaboration side and partnering up with someone. Listen, you guys, if you see, if someone's in your industry doing the exact same thing you're doing, don't look at them as a competition. Just be like, oh my gosh, this is my partner. Because again, even though it's the same industry, even though it could even be the same product, they'll never do it like you do it. Right. You have two different approaches. So why not partner up and just make it that much bigger, bigger. that much more yeah. amazing? And imagine all the lives that you can touch by partnering up as opposed to being like, because I've been, I've encountered it all. I've seen people are like, oh, that's the competition. They start putting other people down. And I'm like, no, oh, man, that's that doesn't look pretty. Yet. Yeah. yeah, that doesn't look pretty on you, honey. <laughs> like, it doesn't. No. <laughs> and so I'm huge on that collaboration part. So I, especially now, especially since, you know, this past year, everything Clubhouse has been huge for me. Yeah. I've been connected with so many people on Clubhouse. Okay. Talk more about that because I have not ventured into the Clubhouse thing yet. So, or I don't know if I will, but like, I haven't done that yet. So <laughs> tell me oh more. Oh my gosh. So Clubhouse, I mean, you that have a, you have a podcast. I mean, Clubhouse is the place to be. I'm telling you, Clubhouse has a little bit about a little bit for everybody. Yeah. And what I like about it is it's voice, so you're not on video. So it's not like you have to dress up and right. like when you're, you know, you don't have to do anything like that. It's just video, and it's really really cool because you get to connect with other people. There's so many rooms. You can literally find a room for your specific market or people that you're looking to collaborate with or uh -huh. anything like that. And you, there's rooms for collaborations, there's rooms for networking. And it's really such a fun experience and you get to share and people get vulnerable and literally you become best friends with these people and you don't wow. even know them in person. That's cool. It's like social media. It's like kind of almost Facebook on steroids, but in a good way. <laughs> in a good way. Yeah. <laughs> yes. In a good way, because you're talking. So it's not so much you're typing or you're doing a live, which is like, I don't mind doing the lives, but I still feel like there's not that necessarily connection, connection. because you're on video and they're typing and you yeah. can see the comments, but sometimes it's delayed. No, here you're talking. So it's like you're on the phone with your best okay. friend. Okay. Okay. Yeah. Interesting. Now, don't you have to like wait for somebody to invite you or whatever? Yes. So as of right now, they have it to where it's that. I think that's like the exclusivity side of it. Right. Where you get that, you have to get an invite. But they, the good thing is now they have it on iPhones and Androids. At the beginning, it was just iPhone. Oh, okay. So now okay. it's on both. And you do have to get an invite. But I think right now, there's so many, somebody you know, will probably okay. have, be on Clubhouse and can send you an invite. And if you can, I would say do it and okay. test it out. And just sometimes you can just go in and listen. And half the time, I mean, I've hosted rooms on Clubhouse where I have people that will just be listening and will be talking and the conversations will get good. 
And then all of a sudden they raise their, their hand and they're like, oh, I got something to say. And it's so much fun to see huh. that. And you learn so many different stories and what people do. There's so many cool things about it. And you learn a lot of golden nuggets. Cool. Okay. All right. I might dive in then. <laughs> Well, let me know because I got I got my mompreneur breakthrough club, and I would love to have you co-moderate a room on podcasting. So okay. let me know when you do. <laughs> okay, I might do that. Cool. All right. Okay. So, what have you learned in your business that would be helpful to listeners who are starting their own business? Like, what to do, what not to do, just kind of an overall yeah. thing. Okay. So, one thing I've learned throughout the years is, and I know this is going to sound super cheesy because you hear all the time, but listen to your gut. I'm just saying learning how to listen to your gut, to your potential clients, to the people around you, to those who support you, even to those that don't necessarily support you and they think you're crazy and that you can't do it. Listen, listen to them too, because they'll give you when you listen to them. I'm saying listen, but don't take it to heart because they'll give you all the different objections that you might encounter later on down your business career. And then to your supporters, listen to them because they'll give you those adjectives that you'll need to add so you can make your brand, you know, define your brand and be like, okay, I hear this a lot. Like, for example, the main reason my business is called the Sassy Mom Diaries is because every time my friends or my acquaintances describe me, they're like, oh, you're sassy. (laughs) <laughs> you're sassy. Then I became a mom and they're like, oh, you're now you're a sassy mom. And so, I mean, you know what I mean? So I was like, oh my gosh, that's perfect. Yeah. And yeah. that's just kind of, it helps you really define that. And also listen to your gut. Someone will probably try to convince you that something is amazing and that it's great for you. And I've encountered this you know, like everything, there's so many programs out there. There's so many right. things out there. So many. And I'm like, yes, this is for me. And then I've spent the money and then I get in and my gut is like, what did you do? The whole yeah. time I'm like, uh, no, don't do it. But I'm like, no, this is for me. I convinced myself because they're talking to me about right. how cool this is and it's going to yeah. change my life. And I'm like, yeah, I'll do it. And then it turns out my gut was right. Yeah. So if something, if your gut's telling you, don't do it. If you have doubts about it, if yeah. you're not sure about it, don't do it. I kind of had that situation yesterday, actually, just, it wasn't a bad situation. It just, I kind of knew before I got on this call that probably wasn't the right thing or the right time for me. Yeah. And, um, so I just, I pray. So I was like, Lord, just guide me, show me, you know, if this isn't the right thing, help me to not get like sucked in or whatever. And so, but it all panned out well, the other person completely knew too, that it wasn't the right thing. So at the time. That's good. So yeah, yeah. I mean, yeah, you know, I mean, especially when you've, <laughs> when you've done those things and you've bought programs that you are like, Ted gummit, why did I do that later? But I think, I don't know, maybe you need to do that a few times just so that you can get that. Yeah, whole, sure, so you can pay attention learn. to that gut feeling and pay yeah. attention to that like guidance that says, now, wait a minute. Remember last time? <laughs> so exactly. You know, I always say your gut feeling is the Holy Spirit telling you. Yeah. To yeah. not do it or like talking yeah. to you. Yeah. That's your gut feeling. That's one thing. Even yeah, in motherhood, that. too. So many times people are like, oh, if you could give moms advice, what would you give them? I'm like, listen to your gut. That's yeah. the best advice anybody can give you. 
because I don't care how many degrees you have. Mm -hmm. I don't care how much you know, how many years of experience you know. Nobody knows your child like you do. Just you and God are the only ones that know your child the best. So if your gut is telling you to do something, you do that. And just don't worry about what anybody else is saying. Same thing in business. It's kind of like, you know what's right for you. But like you said, sometimes you need to, we all need to make mistakes, right? We need to make mistakes so we can learn to listen to that gut. Yeah. But just listen, listen, listen. I think that's the best thing I can say is just listen. Yeah. I like that. Learn to listen. Definitely. What's the hardest part about being an entrepreneur? And then what's the the part that you love the most? So the hardest part of being an entrepreneur, I would say, is learning to let go. Okay. Because as entrepreneurs, we wear 20 million hats, especially when you're starting. Mm -hmm. You know, when you're starting out, the budget is strict. (laughs) You guys strict budget. (laughs) It's pretty slim. So at the beginning, a lot of the times you're doing it all. Yeah. But then as you start growing, you're able to kind of expand and bring people in. But a lot of the times when we bring people in, we still kind of want to keep dipping. Keep your hands in it. Yeah. Yeah. You just kind of want to keep your hands in it. And it's just learning to let go and just delegate. Understanding yeah. what it is your, what's your wheelhouse, what's your area of expertise and sticking to that to help the business grow and just hire people or bring a team together that they each have their own specialty and they are the yeah. best at what they do. I yeah. think, but letting go, it's, it's tough. Yeah. It's really tough for a lot of entrepreneurs, especially when you have started out by yourself and that you've just keep going and keep going and keep going and you just mm-hmm. tackle all the things, all the things. But yeah, yeah, you have to learn how to let go, which kind of the story of a teacher too. like they juggle. We juggled. So you juggle so many hats, so many balls in the air at the same time. And and so just trying to get them to delegate to like their students, like your students can do more than what you think. It's you and then you got like 25 plus kids in your classroom at any given time, you need to delegate some things. They can handle some (laughs) procedures, some things like in your classroom. So that was always something that I tried to teach, you know, new teachers like you can delegate. They may not do it perfectly. They won't do it perfectly at first, but that's that's training. You've got to train them. (laughs) You know, like that's like your husband too. Like, you know, you'll be like, okay, I'm going to let go of some household stuff. Let him do it. And then you watch him doing you're over here like, oh, I know. It's like, oh, you my God, I, mean? I like, could do oh, that 10 oh. times faster. Yep. Jeez. But you got to delegate. You got to let it go. Otherwise, yeah. otherwise you're going to burn yourself out. Exactly. And really like learning. Another thing I think it's really hard is learning how to set boundaries. Yes. Yes. That's girl. one thing that and, but even boundaries, not with just with other people, but even I Yourself. think mainly with ourselves, mm-hmm. because yes. when you're an entrepreneur, you love what you do. You got into that business and you started that business because you love this. Right. It's not necessarily a job for you. This is your, this is your, your passion, your passion yeah. your thing. And it's so tempting that every time you're kind of supposed to be taking time for yourself, sitting idly, I guess you could say, and just be with your family or do whatever it is you're doing. It's so tempted to just grab that phone and check that la- one more email. Right, right. Check one more email. Let me see what what's going on in my business account on Instagram. Yeah. Let me see it. <laughs> and then you're just like, ooh, maybe I could be creating this on Canva. I could be doing that. I And it's yeah. like, no, no, no. Put it away. Right. It's rest time. You got to have some rest time. Yeah. You got to. Self-care. 
Yeah, you got to do the self-care, self-compassion. You got to click off from all the things at some point in time. To, so yeah, that'd be, the, that's the hardest part about doing your own business because you are the business and it's in you and around you all, at all times. So you have to figure out what those boundaries are. I was always the person, especially the last job that I had that was always telling all my coworkers boundaries, boundaries, because they would stay really late. <laughs> they would do all the things that I did as early on in my career, staying late and staying up late and contacting parents at night, you know, I'm like, no, 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 Mm -hmm. no, no, no boundaries. So, and then it's funny because they'd all come back and like, I know, I know you're right. Boundaries. You're always the one that tells, tells me boundaries. I'm like, yeah, cause I'm right. Yeah. You got to take care of yourself. So ain't nobody else going to do that for you. Exactly. If not, if not you, who? (laughs) Yeah, (laughs) exactly. It's one of those things, but now, on the flip side, though, the thing I love the most is, A, that I, I'm not working. I don't consider it work. Right. Like, I mean, technically, it is work, but I'm passionate about it. It's my yeah. thing. It's what I love to do. So that's one thing that I love that I'm working on my passion, yeah. and I'm able to make a living out of it. And, you know, just being able to have that freedom. And, and I want to use that kind of lightly because yes, everybody's like, Oh, when you're an entrepreneur, you have that freedom of your schedule. You can set your own schedule. And it's kind of like, yes, and no, Right. Because it's like, you can set your own schedule. You know, I'm a huge cheerleader for setting your own business hours Yeah. and having a rest day during the week where you do not work. You don't do anything. Yeah. You're just with the kids or doing whatever it is that you want to do. But it's one of those things of knowing where to find that balance of, okay, yeah. yes, I'm setting my own hours, but you got to make up. still have to get those the work done. Yeah, right? you know. exactly. So it's one of those so, things yeah. that, you know, you can, I'm a huge thing on time blocking because of that. I can time block, yeah. do time blocking and set my fun time, family time. And that's the cool one thing I love about it is you can set your family time. It doesn't necessarily have to be in the evening. Right. Or at night, it can be in the afternoon if there's something going on and you want to go with your kids to, I don't know, the pumpkin patch yeah. with fall and everything. Yeah. You can do that in the middle of the day. But then once that's done, you got to be disciplined enough to come back, come back and, and, and like, do okay, some work. now it's work time. Right. Yeah. Exactly. Yeah. Because so. there are times whenever I need to go help my mom. So I, I block those whole days off for her. But, you know, I try to make up for it in the evening or maybe a little bit on the weekend or whatever. So yeah, the good thing is it it is flexible. You can be flexible with yes. your time. And I'm very thankful about that. I'm very thankful that I can just say, okay, mom, just let me know ahead of time so I can work it in and, and uh, schedule around it and, and we're good to go. So yeah. yeah, I'm very thankful for that, that part of my life. Now I don't have to ask off. I don't have to feel guilty for, yes. for taking off. I don't have to worry about a sub. I don't have to yes. worry about piles of work. <laughs> When I come back, and you're able to handle emergencies better. Yes. Because it's one thing that you are able to, something were to happen, God forbid, you're able to just, okay, drop what you're doing, go handle the emergency, and then you're able to squeeze in, make up for it later on. Yeah. That's one thing, especially with having, I mean, and you know this because you were a teacher, having kids or just dealing with the kids, you know, they have emergencies. Oh, there's fires to put out all the time. (laughs) All the time. And so that's one thing that I'm thankful for because of, I remember when I was working in corporate America and we had our, he was our IT director and he had twins 
and they were born with um, cerebral palsy, oh. but it was, it was in an advanced stage. So they were, they were essentially in like the vegetative state. Oh, no. So they would have a lot of doctor's appointments and there's two of them. Yeah. So it was very difficult for his wife to take them by her, herself. By herself. So he would have to take off a lot of the time. And this company ended up firing him. Oh my God. Because every time he was like, I didn't take my kids to a doctor's appointment. They were like, again. And I'm over here like, you do realize his children have cerebral palsy. Like this is what? It's not like, you know what I mean? A regular little checkup or whatever. It's Yeah, it's not a cold. It's not, right. you know, and they ended up firing him from oh, that. And man. I was like, you know what? No, Mm-mm. I'm not going to have anybody tell me no. that I can't go handle my children right. because your little company needs something. Yeah. And that's one thing that I'm huge on. Yeah. You know, I'm like, no, family comes first. Yeah. Whatever it is, you handle that. We'll figure it out. Right. To be able to, who was it that I heard say something about make your business work for you and not you work for your business. So you work, Mm -hmm. you know, your business needs to work around your life instead of being your life and controlling you, you know, because then you're going to be right back into corporate America again. Like, oh, yeah, for sure. With that, them controlling. That was one thing, you know, for me, it's like, I don't want somebody controlling when I can and cannot do something. It's not like I want to just go off and, you know, party all the time and just yeah, I mean, you do whatever. Have to be I have, yeah, I'm going to be responsible. Yeah. But and I didn't like feeling guilty about it either. Feeling guilty about when I can take my paid time off that was given to me. Mm-hmm. Right. Or that I earned yeah. really. It's like I didn't like feeling guilty about taking that time off. That's ridiculous. I shouldn't yeah. have felt guilty, but I always did. Um, I mean, later years, I started to be like, yeah, whatever. I'm not going to worry about it. But like <laughs> it, early on, it was like, and some, they made you feel guilty too. So I was oh, yeah. so glad to get out of that. Thank you, Jesus. <laughs> yes. Amen to that. <laughs> so I think I probably already know the answer to this, but who or what motivates and inspires you? Ooh. Okay. So it's funny. Of course, my children do. Yeah motivate and inspire me because they I call them my president and VP of chaos. (laughs) They definitely run my business. I'm not even going to lie about that. If Mm. you go on my Instagram, you will see they have they are I clone myself twice. Yeah. (laughs) And it's very fun. It's a lot of fun disciplining myself. (laughs) Because they're just as sassy as mom is. Yeah, so hard because it's so hard not to laugh whenever I'm dealing with them. Right. And I have to like be serious. Right. And be like, no, you shouldn't do that. But it's hilarious. <laughs> um, but really, <laughs> besides them, of course, they're always definitely on top of mind because now my daughter's in pre-K. Yeah. God, she's in school. Thank you, Jesus. <laughs> but I still have my son with me. And so, but for the longest time, I had them full time with me at home and then I'm running my business from home. Right. So that motivation, inspiration is like, okay, you're doing it for them. Yeah. Every time I was like, oh my gosh, I'm so tired. I don't want to do this. No, you're doing it for the babies because yeah. you want to take them to this. You want her to do cheer, dance. Yeah. My son just started ninja warrior classes. What? <laughs> um, yeah, it's perfect. So moms, if you're listening and you have a very active child from three years and up, Look in your local community for Ninja Warrior classes. It'll wow. tire them out. Nice. Wipe them out. Just <laughs> throwing that out there. Little unpaid advertising. There you there. go. Little fun fact. But my really what motivates me, it's my clients. 
And it's because like nothing makes me giddier than watching my clients go from when they start all lost, confused, not really knowing. And then when we end the journey, they're so confident and they're growing and they're just like, yeah, this is what I do. This is my business. And this is blah, 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 blah. Or whenever I see them when they're wearing their own merchandise and people start commenting on them. On their merchandise and they start getting like, I have a client that I created a shirt for her that says, I love my boss. P.S. It's me. Oh, and she I was like, like you have no, she was like, you have no idea. Cause she's in network marketing uh-huh. and she was like, you have no idea how many leads I got and just one trip to Target. Wow. She was like, I have so, I got so many leads just cause people liked my shirt. Yeah. And I was like, I was like, all I can say is you're welcome. <laughs> you know, like, I love that. But awesome. It makes you get it just like watching the smile on their faces yes. and just how excited they are. Like that, I'm like, I love that. Like that fills my cup. It yeah. really does. I know it sounds cheesy and you probably hear a no, lot of people say cheesy. that, but I, it really does. That's awesome. Awesome. What big obstacle have you overcome in your life and how did you do that? Ooh, I have so many obstacles, but I think the one that really resonates the most is when I was in college. Uh-huh. Before, like before that, like when I was nine, I went through a situation where I had back surgery and wow. I had to learn how to walk again. Wow. How to sit, how to bend over. And that was kind of traumatic. I would say it would have been traumatic, but I was nine and yeah. children are so resilient yeah. that I didn't even see it as an obstacle. Wow. And I was just like, okay, I did that. That's just like a little thing in my life. But when I was in college, I went to Parsons School of Design and they have a very grueling. I was in fashion design, you guys. Like I was getting my BFA in fashion design, but they mean business. I mean, the program is hardcore. Like you, yes, you have the life of a med student, except you're just, you know, you're making clothes and you're designing and you're learning all these things. So you do learn a lot. You do get a lot of experiences, but it's expensive. Yeah, I bet. (laughs) It's expensive to do that, right? And so at the time, I had signed a contract that I I was going to do. They were going to give me their version of a full scholarship, but I needed to finish in four years. Oh, my God. And so I had to take 21 credits every semester. Oh, that's a lot. Yes. That's brutal. So really getting a job in between that, uh-uh. it was not going to happen. I was getting to school at 8.45 in the morning for my first class at nine and I wouldn't leave until two o'clock in the morning. Oh my Lord. Yes. That's insane. So it was, it was hardcore. It was intense. And so I had a situation with my roommates at the time and basically I ended up homeless Oh wow! for a few months. And like I said, I'm from Puerto Rico. So my parents are 3,000 miles away. Right. I don't know anybody in New York City. Like when I moved to New York City, I was 18, seven boxes and two suitcases. Wow. That's how everything went down. Yeah. And so at this time, I was in my sophomore year and it was, it was brutal. I was, you know, I was homeless. And then we had a, we had to spend roughly about $300 a week on supplies and a week. Oh my God. Yeah, because in a way, it's kind of my fault because of my specialty. Because I ended up, of course, my idea when I was younger, because my experience, my first experience in fashion, it was with a designer for the Miss, you know, he was with linked with the Miss Universe organization. So 
he was doing the evening gowns for the Miss USA Mm -hmm. and the Miss Puerto Rico universe. And so that was a lot. So that was my thing. I was like, I'm going to be doing couture, bridal, lingerie design. So that's a specialty I selected. So with that comes expensive fabric, um, expensive appliques. And, you know, it comes with that. And so basically every little penny that I had and I would get, I would have to spend on that. So I would go hungry a lot. So I was homeless Girl. and hungry. Wow. And so I started picking up awful habits. Like I started, I picked up smoking, which yeah. I do not recommend, especially if you're asthmatic like myself. Oh no. But my logic at the time was I could always bum a cigarette, which is free. And then it would curb your appetite. Wow. But I didn't always have money to eat. And that's kind of my, my thing. And so it was until I was, I wanted to give up. I was like, you know what? This is too much. I should just go home, go back home, tail between your legs, <laughs> go back to your parents' house, just go to school in Puerto Rico. It'll be easier because you can live at home and yeah. you won't have to worry about any of this. You'll be able to get a job. And, but then I was like, you know, you worked so hard. I kept telling myself, you worked so hard yeah. to come to the school. I mean, my senior year of high school, I spent my whole winter break working on the portfolio to get into the school. Wow. I didn't go out. I didn't do anything. I worked, I worked my patootie off to get into <laughs> the school. And I'm like, you're here. You're doing it. You can, you can't go back now. Yeah. Just, you can, you know, it's fine. Just figure out what to do. So I started asking friends. Right. If I could crash on their couches and they were awesome. I spent, I don't know, weeks sometimes at different friends' couches. Yeah. And then I finally was able to find roommates that weren't crazy. <laughs> <laughs> and, you know, we were able to do that and I was able to live with them. And I remember whenever I would be hungry, I had a roommate that she was doing that system. Oh, thing, yeah. But she would eat out all the time. <laughs> so, so she wouldn't eat that stuff. So she would get the food and wouldn't eat them. So, so I you was ate like... Them. I'll eat them because I can't. I don't have food. But I'm so happy that I overcame that because it made me more resilient. You know what I mean? I was like, you've worked so hard. So every time I feel like giving up, it's like, look at all the work you've put in. Mm -hmm. You're going to give up now? Are you serious? What's wrong with you? Come on. You got this. So I think that was my biggest thing. I've always go back to that. Absolutely. Well, and the fact that you, and this, I hope the listeners get this too, is like, you Mm -hmm. had to talk yourself through that and probably a lot of prayers or whatever too. But like you had to make, do a lot of self-reflection. And like you said, like, no, look how far I've come. I can't give up now. I can't give up now. You know, I'm sure it was hard, especially when you're hungry, especially when you're picking up bad habits. I cried. Yeah. I I bet it was really tough. And yeah, you get in that funk of like, what are you doing? What's wrong with you? Look at you. You're nothing. You go through all that. And it was, tough like especially not having that's one thing that I think it's been like a constant in my life too once I like in my adult life the whole not having a support system yeah I don't know how I keep finding myself in that situation (laughs) but it's always because I want to go do something and there's a lot of times when you have a goal and you have a dream and you want to go for it a lot of the times, not a whole lot of people Nobody, are behind you because right. they don't think you can do it. They don't agree with you. Or they but just it's really don't understand up to you. it. They don't. Exactly. But it's up to you to be like, you know what? This is what I want. And I'm just going to go for it. And then whatever happens, happens. At least I try. I don't want you right. to be in regret. <laughs> right, right. That's kind of what I told my um, my boss and friend last year is like when I was telling her I wasn't coming back. 
I'm like, I don't know what's going to happen. Like, I just need to try to do my own thing. And if I fall flat on my face, I don't know, maybe what, so what? But I got to try or I'm going to regret not trying. And so, mm-hmm. um, yeah. So, yeah, that's and I don't regret it at all. <laughs> I don't regret that's it at all. Say, aren't you happy? Aren't I'm you happy, happy you did it? Yes, I'm very See? happy. So we're I'm not just, worried about lesson plans. No, <laughs> oh Lord, and that's the least of the worries. Sheesh. Well, and especially God. now, you're not worrying about the whole mask thing and all that stuff, right? Yeah, <laughs> and I had decided. I had decided to going to finish out my contract time, of course, but like I decided this before spring break that I wasn't going to come back. So that was before we knew, and we were kind of like oh, there's this COVID thing or whatever, you know, kind of looming. But we, we kind of thought we might be gone for a couple of weeks from spring break for spring break. Mm-hmm. Yeah, we never went back. So yeah, I kind of thankfully, I mean, I finished up that year and then I didn't have to deal with last year's pretty much yeah. shit shows, which is what I've been hearing from a lot of my teacher friends. It's like it was just yep. a nightmare <laughs> for a lot of them. Now, for the ones that were working at a virtual school anyway, it wasn't quite as bad. But they had such a huge influx of students, though, because of oh. COVID. And so then they were dealing with that, like short staff. That's overwhelming, and, you know, I bet. Yes, it was, it was just overwhelming all the way around. Yeah. So anyway, I was able to, like, dodge that. <laughs> So that's awesome. Yeah. Oh, man. So speaking of that, speaking of the pandemic, how has that affected you and your family? Like, did you turn any negatives into positives? How did that go for you? Or has it Um, going? It's well, it's very interesting because so this whole pandemic, my husband's an essential worker. He works for the post office. So on that end, nothing really changed for us. He still had to go to work. Yeah. You know, Monday through Friday, sometimes Monday through Saturday. He just, he had to be there, especially with the pandemic and the lockdown because everybody needed their goodies. Right. And then it was funny because right before the start, so early January, the first week of January of last year, my son had, he was 18 months old at the time and he had like a massive asthma attack. Uh It was crazy. I mean, he, it was bad. Scary. I had to take it. Yeah, it was very serious. I took him to the emergency room and his oxygen levels wouldn't go above 85%. Wow. So they looked at me and they're like, he's staying here. Yeah. So we were at the hospital for about three days. And then when we finally got discharged, the pediatrician's like, okay. And mind you, I live in Georgia. So these were the restrictions or the conditions they gave us. If it's too muggy, raining, cold, <laughs> or crappy outside, he can't go. You can't Isn't go outside. That pretty much the way. It was all the time. Yeah. If it's, there's too much pollen out, which again, we're in, we're in Georgia where spring, it's kind of like winter everywhere else, except it's yellow. Um, <laughs> you can't go anywhere. If it's too hot, you can't go anywhere because the drastic temperature change Jeez. can trigger it. And I'm just like, okay. So we can't go anywhere. And I had to give him like three breathing treatments a day. Oh my. It was, yeah, it was just kind of intense. At least I had to do that for at least two or three months. So when the pandemic hit, I'm like, oh, welcome, everybody. Welcome yeah. to my nightmare. Pretty yes. much. I've been stuck in my house since <laughs> January. But it sucked because then everybody was on lockdown and I'm, I was ready to get out. I'm right. Like, I have cabin fever. Right. I'm just ready to, but it just, I mean, they say misery loves company. So that was kind of, I'm like, okay, so I'm not the only one locked in. So everybody, let's do this. And it was just kind of like, it became interesting because I had to figure out a way to connect myself to the outside world. Right, 
Right. Kind of like we all did. Right. And so I think that was my positive, just kind of knowing that you're not limited to where you live, right? to these four walls. You're not limited. You can go further than anything. But yeah, the pandemic really, and since I run my business from home online, so I was kind of already, I did have to make certain shifts. I started out with my t-shirts. So I had to make a shift of adding other revenue streams right. to my income because when we were doing the products, it was kind of like the pandemic right now. So certain warehouses shut down yeah. and inventory was low and shipping. There was a lot of shipping oh, delays. Shipping problems, yeah. yeah. So I was like, okay, I need to pandemic proof my business. Right. <laughs> you want me just fix that. But it was cool because it kind of turned into like, okay, I got to do a brain dump and yeah. just come up with as many ideas, brainstorm. And it was, it helped me. I think it just kind of helped me get a little bit more creative. Sure. I think it forced a lot of people to do that, to get more creative. It, tons of businesses, um, if they didn't want to go under, and unfortunately, some of them, a lot of them did, but it did force them to pivot and think, okay, how can we deliver this to people? How can we make it to where yeah. they can pick up? How can, you know, whatever. So. Yeah. I mean, in hardship, sometimes can come the most interesting, innovative ideas and products and services and things like that. So you have to like learn how to roll with it instead of, oh, well, that's it. Throw in the towel and all that. Yeah. I mean, I think when you go through hardship like that, there's two things that can happen. Either you're like, okay, that's it. This is the end. Mm -hmm. I'm done. There's nothing for me. And you just kind of give up. Or you're like, okay, how am I going to make it happen? Right. And just you start thinking, and I mean, I'm not saying it's easy. No, no. But that's when you that's when you have those two kinds of people, the people that are like, okay, this didn't work. Let me just the whole, you know, that whole, the quote, but it's kind of like, you know, I learned 99 ways of not to do it. Oh, yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, what's his name? Hey. Thomas Edison, I think it was. Maybe I could be wrong on that one. But ways. it's kind of like, yeah. When he was inventing the light bulb and he failed 99 times or yeah. something like he says, I didn't fail. I learned 99 ways how, how not, not to, to do, do it. it. Right. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. And so I think that's, I think it really pushed people, you know, there's two kinds of people, the people I get, give in or the people that are like, okay, let me learn. Let yeah. me do this. Oh, that didn't work. Okay. Let me do this in a different way. And keep trying. Yeah. Keep trying, trying, trying. Yeah. Cool. Do you have any favorite books or podcasts that you listen to or watch or read? Well, one of my favorite books is The Compound Effect by Dan Hardy. Yeah. And I love it because it really makes you kind of self-reflect and hold yourself accountable. Okay. Like, I'm a huge believer in having accountability partners, for sure. Yeah. But you also have to hold yourself accountable. And I think that's a self-discipline. Like, stop blaming your circumstances Mm -hmm. and the world for where you're at. Yeah. You know, because it's really up to you. I mean, definitely get a support system. Definitely, you know, whatever you believe in. Like, for example, I have my faith and I hold on to that for sure. But you need to hold yourself accountable. It's like, okay, did that really happen because my circumstances were a certain way? Or did it happen because I was just, and it happened to me sometimes, I was just too lazy to do it. Do something about it. Yeah. Yeah, to do something about it. Like when you're in a certain circumstance, if you don't like it, then it's up to you to do something about it to change it. Change it, it. yeah. So that's what I like about that book. It really makes you kind of self-reflect and it's like, it's not the world, it's you. Right. (laughs) You know? (laughs) 
But I mean, and again, it goes back to my personality, right? Like tell it like it is brutally honest. Right. So it's kind of like, I love being called out. So I don't know if that's bad or whatever, but I love being called out. Well, I think it's efficient for sure. Yeah. Like you don't waste time (laughs) him hawing around or piddling around. You can just get right to it. Nope. (laughs) What's your go-to beverage? Ooh, it depends on the time of day or the type of day I'm having. Yeah. So we can go... I love water. Don't I get, I drink like a gallon of water a day. Nice. So that's another thing. You never have time for drama when you go to the bathroom a lot because (laughs) you're drinking a lot of water. I love water, but there's sometimes, sometimes I need my coffee. Yeah. Sometimes you need that cup of coffee to really get to like, oh, yes. Then of course, and I know a lot of people are like, that is so bad for you. But I'm, I'm a Diet Coke person. Love me some Diet Coke. And then if I'm having a really rough day or I feel like celebrating, you can give me a margarita oh, yes. on the rocks, no salt, and I'm in. Woo-hoo, I'm love, all for some margaritas. I love some margaritas <laughs> too, yes. Do you have favorite shows that you binge watch? Yes. So I'm a huge history buff. Like I love all that stuff. I love me some Outlander, uh-huh. some Bridgerton. Uh-huh. Love that. The Lost Kingdom. I mean, you know, a lot of people, if you've watched those shows... There's also some eye candy, which doesn't hurt. <laughs> but I love shows like that. Like yeah. I love history shows. Yeah, yeah. And I love. I think I love it more for the costumes, really. Than yes, I, I mean, do eye enjoy candy that. doesn't hurt, but you know, eye candy doesn't hurt. But the costumes are really right. Cool. Exactly, <laughs> that's my thing. <laughs> yeah, because that goes with your, you know, your whole design mm-hmm. knowledge and stuff. So, <laughs> what is your vision for your life for the next five years? Ooh, this is always fun. So the next five years, I envision myself just have definitely grown my business to and none of this pandemic stuff's going on. So we're able to move my business outside of my home. Yeah. And my goal really and the vision is to have a team of moms. So my thing is I want to hire moms, but I also want to make sure that they're able to stay connected to their children. So it'll be to where we have in home, like not in home, but we'll have a daycare right on right there, site. On site. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So that way they don't have to worry about who's going to, you know, who's going to keep my baby right. or who's going to watch my child. They'll have their baby. They can bring them to work, drop them off at the daycare there. Right go upstairs, get some work done. And then every time they take a break, they can go and, you know, be with their child. Yeah, yeah. And that's really, because that's one thing that I know as a mom, when I became a new mom and I started my business, that's one thing that also helped me start my business because I didn't want to miss out on anything. Yeah. It breaks my and, heart to know when people have, you know, have their babies and they have to go back to work after a certain period of time and you can't be there with your child. And it's, and I mean, don't get That's me wrong, hard. some some ladies are ready for it. I know yeah. I've met some moms that are like, oh my gosh, I can't wait to go back to work. This is driving me insane. Yeah. But I always think, I feel like moms will be, are always a little bit more productive or they just feel better about themselves when you have your child nearby. So yeah. even if you're ready to go to work, you're ready to go to work, but especially when it's that new transition, when you're kind of done with maternity leave and you're going back to work. You're like, I'm ready to go to work. And then two hours into you're the day, your kid. you're like, I made my baby. Well, guess what? You can take your 15-minute break or whatever break you want. Yeah. Just 
go down there and you can see them. Yeah. So that's really the vision for the Sassy Mom I Buyers. I really want to make it a community of moms. So it's like yeah. moms for moms. <laughs> yes, I think that's awesome. So if you're in the Georgia area, moms, you need to <laughs> seek her out because yes. Yes. <laughs> she's got a good vision here. I love it. What's one, th- one thing you'd like to leave with our listeners? Any kind of valuable lesson or anecdote any, in addition to what you've already given to us? I think what I would love to leave them with is always just be mindful. Just don't necessarily jump to conclusions right away about somebody and always think, how can I sort of be, come from a heart of service and just really be that person that you need it when you start it? But do not compromise who you are, what your beliefs are, and what your goals are for anybody, even if it's family. I don't care who it is. Do not compromise yourself and just be you unapologetically. Be you no matter what. I love it. I love it. So where can people get in contact with you? So you guys can, there's so many places. Um, you can, <laughs> you guys can find me on Instagram. My handle is at the Sassy Mom Diaries. We're also on Clubhouse. And my Clubhouse handle is Demiri C. Wynn. And just visit the SassyMomDiaries.com. Awesome. I love it. All right. So Demiri, thank you so much for being here today. I really appreciate it. And I really appreciate your time. And I love, love, love what you are doing with your business and as a mom and reaching out to moms. And and I just wish you the very, very best. Thank you so much for having me. This was so much fun. And I totally appreciate the opportunity. You're welcome. If you are enjoying this podcast, then I'd love it if you would leave a rating or review if you're listening on a platform that gives you that option. You can also click the buy me a coffee link at the bottom of the show notes if you are so inclined to help with the cost of keeping this show going. Visit my website to learn more about how I can help you with dreaming big and figuring out what to display on your vision board. I have a free guide for you to get you started at mandysawyer.com. Also, if you're interested in starting your own podcast, check out Buzzsprout. It is the platform that I use and I love it. You can sign up for a three-month trial period at mandysawyer.com slash buzzsprout. That's my affiliate link. It just tells Buzzsprout that I sent you and we'll get you a $20 Amazon card if you end up signing up for a paid plan. So check it out. Have a fantastic day and remember to dream big and kick ass.